I was like, I called Hold her. On. I was like, I was like, yo, I broke up with my girlfriend. Do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> like that. And she was like, well, I got to break up with my boyfriend. Hold on. I was like, all right, break, break, up, break up with your boyfriend. And it was, I was like, beep, boop, beep, So she beep, like hang, hung up the phone, called up her boyfriend. I was like, hey, bro, we're done. Because D, was it the same night that he came over and he was trying to like break in my house then? What? We tried to fight me. Well, no. But so, bro, I'm going to sling. Hold on. Oh. After I broke up with him, you came over. Did you or did you not? And yeah, then he tried to break, in to my break house. into yeah. my house. Yeah. And like, because <laughs> he knew he was there. So I got shoulder well, surgery when we were first dating. Like we had just started dating. So I'm in a sling, right? So I just got my shoulder rebuilt. And he like texted me something like, I'm going to slit your fucking throat. You're like, I'll and be over. I was over. like, hey, get in my truck. We're going to go find your ex-boyfriend. Yeah, and I'm going to show him what the deal I'm is. I'm going to come find you. So, bro, I roll, I roll, we roll up. I get out of my truck. I'm in a sling. All I have is my, I can't swing my fucking left, bro. If I'm in a fight, I get a hold of you and I, like, yeah, smash you. Down. Like, I'm, like, fucking. Pick things up, put them down. Yeah, like, I'm not. <laughs> I'll hit you with one big right. So I'm in a sling like this. He came out with like two he or three friends. He came friends. out with a brick. And like he has a brick. He played a baseball bat. And he's on a lacrosse stick. And I was like, I am fucked. <laughs> a lacrosse stick made you nervous? No, the I brick don't know, made me nervous. But the brick. I don't know. I thought I was gonna hit, but no with a brick and a baseball bat. No shock. I didn't have shock. anything, bro. I was in a fucking sling. I wasn't planning on it. Ugh. But I just, I just pretended like I was hard, and they all backed down. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a little muddy. But then we just, we just dated forever after. Dude, we all have the best time ever to start a small business. If I'm not going to be 100% in, I'm not going to do it. Come on, man. Just be yourself. Yeah, and, like, and just show up as yourself. If you don't realize what I'm really about, I'm about freedom, family, and my country. Dana, Rob, welcome. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. Oh, I need to. I got to get something you gotta get way some wine. cooler. You want some wine? Yeah, we'll get it. Don't worry. Maddie, can we get her some wine? <laughs> what? Please. So... How are you loving Jersey so far? We like Jersey. It's beautiful here. I like the houses. It's close right. to PA. It's close to PA, yeah. A little different topography. A little yeah. different, yeah. Way different than Montana. We're like accustomed to Montana now. You're just like fully in love with Montana. It's weird, like when we come back here, I'm like, I remember this, but it doesn't seem like my, like my life anymore. I don't remember it. How long I don't, have you been I out there? I pretend not to. Eight, eight years? Seven years, Seven maybe? Or eight. We yeah. don't really know. We bought our house like eight, eight years ago. We've been there officially like seven and a half years, I think. A lifetime. Yeah, oh. it feels like that, right? Eight yeah. years. I just yeah. tell people I've lived there my whole life. They and especially you. if you do live there, you just say that you've lived there your whole life. Yeah, you're in it. Yeah. You're part of the Montana gang. Yeah, I don't know anything else. <laughs> Except when I come here and I see my whole entire family in one day. So the podcast is really built on being able to turn around and helping the next generation of entrepreneurs or small business owners. Um, I was a guy, for, for your fans who will watch this, who got kicked out of high school my junior year, didn't have a wealthy family. Why did you get kicked out? Uh, we can go into that later. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to know. But. Uh, I didn't have much and I was willing to chew through concrete to get to success, right? Yeah. It's a new song on a new album. Yep. And uh, you guys should check out the new album because I, I heard a little bit of it. it's fucking sick. And when I started to learn about you guys, because I'm not a fitness industry guy. 
Yeah. Um, but I started to hear about Rob Bailey, and then I met Keaton, and then as I met Keaton, I learned more about you guys and started paying attention. I'm like, these two have done something that's really cool and unique, and they're not fitness industry people. And I don't mean that by any type of disrespect. I take that as a compliment. Yeah, I, I thought the both of you had different visions of where you were going and what you were doing. And you also are the type of people that are here in my backyard who I'm just a simple guy, you know, trying to like help people. And you came and showed up and we had great dinner, great drinks. And that's what fucking matters to me is about turning around and helping the next person in line. And I'm the next person in line behind you two. So thank you for coming. Appreciate I really, it. I appreciate that because that's what this podcast is predicated on. Thanks for having us, man. Absolutely. Appreciate the invite. Absolutely, dude. Any day. So jumping in here. I want to know a little about you guys. I want to know what your story is. When did you meet Dana? Tell us your, your version. First We got day different of, versions. First I want to hear Dana. Conference. We got different versions. All right. Is it different? Yeah. I thought it was the same. It's nah, just it's you're coming versions. from a different side so wait, of it. I'm allowed to put wood on this? You're allowed to do it. I like you being want. interactive. Okay. Put wood on it. So uh, we met in college. Um, he played football. I played soccer. So was he any good? What's that? Was he any good? Yeah, bro, I'm a of fucking super course. athlete, bro. Are you kidding me? He did save you from like a He did, death. which we can talk yeah. about later. Near-death experience. Yeah. Um, so we we're both fall sports, so they have all the athletes come in two weeks ahead of time for preseason because you're practicing like two or three. I think football, you guys had like three practices a day or something. I don't remember, but preseason, and they put you all in one dorm. So like you think of a football player... You, and like you're it's just like going a petri to dish. <laughs> yeah, kind of. So like, hey, all the sports get in this one dorm. So all the Welcome to college. And, yeah. Great idea. Yeah, it was right? our first day. Smart college people. So there wasn't much to do because it was like literally you woke up, you had practice, and you'd eat, and then you'd chill, then you'd have another practice. So at nighttime, everyone would sort of like all congregate to like the bottom floor. It had like a big TV. Any cocktails involved? No, I don't. No, we no didn't. Cocktails. Yeah, there was no cocktails. You guys are fixated on crushing it. Well, I don't think, I think our coach We're would. 18 years old? D3? Yeah. D2? D2? Yeah, D2. So yeah, everyone kind of congregated, so it was like everyone would be, and Rob looked very different than everybody else. What's that mean? We, we gotta go so back like, to that. You know, like, he, like all the football players here are like wearing like mesh shorts and flip-flops and like, you're just comfortable that got you excited no he was definitely <laughs> not wearing that so he had the like a f red and yellow flame s&m shirt not s&m just the, the, the bmx bmx s &M. Oh, the bmxer bro yeah you good no yeah it's too just, big you're just i mean so so a 220 pound bmx I see like, like a harrow you know? bro with some pegs no. little kick flip <laughs> Anyway, had a SNM, like, I remember his full outfit. He had uh, capri cut jeans and red Timberland boots. What? He had, like, you still got capri cut jeans on. No, these, no. Are shorts, these are shorts. Bro. Bro. These were shorts. like, these yeah. were like here and like red Tims. Red Tims. Now and I like a bunch of piercings <laughs> in his enough. face. And what are I was those like, things? oh. Uh, Mark Jacobs, I believe. They're red bottoms, so they're fancy. They're not real <laughs> red fancy. <laughs> You're too fancy nowadays, dude. I like boots, man. Bro, we're like talking, these. we're, t yeah, but we're talking, we're talking me at 18 years old, or I was 17. Yeah, we were like 18, I think. I graduated. Oh, yeah, we were 18. 
But like, same thing. I was wear. I just wore boots every day. I still yeah. wear boots. Yeah, with boots. some shorts on. Uh, no, so capris. Capris. Because I used to Cut, cut all my cut all my jeans. But right below the knee. Studded belt. You had a studded belt on. Because I was punk rock. So yeah. what were you thinking? I was like, and he had like piercings in his face. I was like, oh, who's that guy? What piercings in your face? That's right, new everything. News, everything. I mean, I remember the first time I, I introduced him to my mom. Right. He had like eight piercings in his face. My mom's like, oh, fuck. I had everything. I had, <laughs> I had my bridge. I had my note, like the bullring nose. I had... Labray, you had your and lip, and lip. And two I had a different cigar. <laughs> I had, I had everything. I had my ears, my nipples, all that shit. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. You're like punk rock, just a punk rock kid. Yeah, yeah. Because it was weird. Because like I always did, uh, I always did all sports, and I was great. But then I was also like a fashion designer. I would sew all my own clothes. I would enter all the fashion shows in high school. Um, so you're jumping ahead. I was going to ask you when did you start liking fashion. So forever. Yeah, fashion came like. So, I grew up in the woods, right? And my mom worked night shifts, so during the day I had no one to play with, so I was alone. And uh, I used to draw all the time, draw everything. And then at one point in time, my mom taught me how to cross stitch, right? You know what cross stitching is? No. So you know, like when you go to your grandmother's house and she has that, it's like fabric, and then they, it's like says like home sweet home, and it's like. <laughs> My it's grandma like, made like porcelain dolls. She didn't. Porcelain oh. dolls. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, can you imagine for a second? I'm, Just like I, I really knitted. don't know. I'm gonna learn. Yeah. Cross stitching. So it's essentially like the fabric's a little harder, and you pull up and you can like draw with uh, uh, with, with yarn, yarn or thread, right? So she taught me how to do that, and uh, I used to like cross stitch um, like Ninja Turtles and shit like that. Sailboat. Sailboats and shit. And then um, when I got older, so when I got, let me 16, think. 16, 17? Yeah, I, I, um, I started making like shirt sleeve hats and stuff like that, whatever. And then when I got into middle school, it was like seventh and eighth grade, and everybody had like Jinko jeans. Mm. Right? Remember that shit? They were hot. And, and they were expensive. Uh, expensive. And they were expensive. Expensive. And bro, I was broke. What were they back in the, like, what was the store Dude, in the mall like that sold them? they were like 70 bucks. What was the store in the mall that sold them? Uh, hot, hot, hot Topic sold them. Hot Topic. Hot there was a bunch of stores but that they, sold them. Jinkos like, were expensive. Even like the parachute pants, like I couldn't afford those, right? So my dad worked for Amtrak and uh, probably shouldn't tell that part, but. My dad used to come home with military surplus, um, like pants, right? And I realized that like, okay, cool. So if I took two pairs of pants, I cut the inseam and I would add in, all of a sudden I'd sort of have like camo, like parachute pants. And then I realized that like, oh, I can sort of start making my own clothes. So I started making my own clothes, making my own hoodies, making all my own shit. And then um, I was like, all of a sudden I was like sort of cooler cause I was making my own clothes. So like seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th grade, just in, in home ex, sewing, 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 started entering fashion shows, and then winning fashion shows, made my tux for prom. I made like a white zoot suit with flames, black flames up the sleeves. I heard that I, on, on Chips and Yeah, carrier. I just like to be different, right? Uh, I just like to be different. So I just always loved fashion, right? And uh, I guess like it going into college. How did the, the football team accept you rolling up like that? I was, I was good. Yeah, right. So you like if I wasn't good, it probably wouldn't have worked. Yeah. But like I was good. So like I was one of the bigger dudes. I was one of the fastest dudes. So like you can't really say shit to the, you know, 
if I was like a little a little skinny kid, they probably would have bullied me, but mm-hmm. I was fine. I just like was able to do everything. Um, and then when it was time to go to college, uh, that's when I got told no. It was like, nah, man, you're gonna be like, I remember being like, you're gonna be broke and you're gonna be a homo, right? Because that's like fashion designers are homos and artists are broke. I was like, I don't want to be broke or a homo. Like, <laughs> I guess I'll go to normal you're, college. You're, you're a kid from the middle of the woods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that wasn't an option. How right? many acres did you live on, by the way? Uh, not that many. It was all spaced out, but uh, we lived on like maybe three acres. But like, still in the middle of PA. I like give give people a vision. Oh, we just had farms. Know. So yeah. it was farms. Um, I just grew up building tree forts and rope swings and building dirt jumps and all that shit, right? And then, like, couldn't get to any of my friends because all my friends lived so 20 far. minutes away. Yeah, they all lived 10 miles away, 20 miles away. That's kind of, like, sad a little bit. But it makes you be creative. It makes you think outside the box. I liked it, man, because I, I had to spend a lot of time, like, by myself growing up, right? So I spent a lot of time by myself and having to figure out how to keep myself entertained, you know? And I missed out on a lot of stuff, but I also think that, like, I think that being creative is, like, my biggest superpower, right? So even in business... It might not be creative, like art creative or logo creative or photography creative, but like figuring out creative solutions, I can do a lot of times without even having the business sense. I can just figure it out creatively. So I feel like I'm, I'm blessed with that. Sometimes my son's sitting back here in the sand and uh, I feel guilty. You know, I'm back here on my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm calling you, I'm calling Keaton, I'm you know, doing business. And uh, it literally, it, it hurts my feelings sometimes. I'm like, man, I wish I could just go over there and play with him because I know he wants me to play with him. But I see him making uh, a cabin. I yeah. talk about cabins all the time to him. I'm going to build a cabin, talk to you about a dinner with my wife. You know, he's over there in the sand building a cabin. And I'm like, that's the best thing for him. Yeah. It, like, he is literally has such a great <clears throat> imagination and creative. And a lot of times in this day and age, everybody's like, you need to like do this for your kids and do this for your kids. Do, like, look where you ended up. Look where the both of you ended up. Yeah, I remember making cabins out of sticks, right? And I remember being so pumped that when my dad would use the chainsaw, I would get the shavings because I would like put those around the stick and I pretend like that was the yard. So like, I think how that translated to business later on is like when we started Flag, bro, nothing, like no money at all. And we're gonna get to that. Don't get too deep. No, but but everything was always like. I mean, talk about like bootstrapped or or whatever you want to call it, but like just being like, cool, how do we figure this out with nothing, right? And I think that comes from being a kid and either whether it was like making my own clothes or like, you know, and part of the reason I made my own clothes is because, dude, I had fucking spalding shoes. You know what spalding shoes are? You heard my speech, dude. What? You heard my speech. I did hear you. So you know what what I mean, right? Like spalding were from Kmart. And then not only that, after the year of them getting dirty because I did everything in them, my mom would paint them with white shoe polish. So it was like, you have spalding shoes that look like they have like, they're spray painted white so they look new again. Like you think other kids were cool with that? It's like, I had to find a way to be cool, right? Like I had to find ways to like, well, no, but I made these pants or like, like, oh, you can laugh at me, but like, I'm in home ec with your girl and she fucking asks me questions all the time. So like I had to find ways to get where I need to go. So when it came time to start the line, even when it came time to get Dana, you know, figuring out how to get her around the industry, it was like, cool, how are we as creative as possible? So I think that like the whole kid thing, like limited resources, bro. I panic for all my rich friends that like their kids have everything. Everything, yeah. Yeah. 
Because when shit gets hard and all of a sudden everything's not my there. My kid will like, not have everything. I don't care how much I, I accumulate. My kid I will hope. not have everything. I hope, man. I promise it, you that shit. I hope. Because that's what that's the He'll thing. He'll have is, it like, better than I did. Just he, having this backyard, he has it better than I did. But it's a nice backyard. Like he, I didn't have this. It's a nice backyard. Not even close. Yeah. So like I get it, but I'm gonna bring you back real quick. So going back to Dana's side of mm. seeing who Rob is, like walk us through that. Yeah, he just uh, obviously looked different. Like it just stood and out. And you're a PA girl. Oh yeah, PA, which we didn't know at the time, but. Ended up and, like, obviously noticed him. And then once preseason was over, then you, like, went back. You got to, like, where you're supposed to be at in your different dorms. And he happened to be in, like, my best friend's dorm. So I would always go over there and be like, ow, see if Rob comes down. (laughs) So this girl's calling me all the time. So I'm like, like, damn, this girl on the third floor really wants to, like, be with me, right? Allison. Yeah. It's like she's calling she me all the time, being like, come down to my room. Come, come down, then hang out. And I wasn't really interested in her, so I was, I was like, nah, I'm busy doing we're dumb something. dumb guys were thinking of, like, she's calling I'm stupid. Me. I didn't yeah. realize they were trying to lure me in for yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. So They're smarter than us. He finally came, and, because uh, we didn't really talk, like, I just, uh-uh. I feel like There was like no we- way to talk. Bro, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have any of that shit. Yeah. So, like, you get past the RA. We had to run yeah, into each other. Yeah, you had to yeah. run into yeah. each yeah. other Mike by Danielle accident. Was He's strict. So I finally got him to run into me by accident by finally coming in. And uh, I remember exactly what he said because you completely offended every other girl in the room. Well, there was, it was just a couple of us. I would do the same. He was like, <laughs> he comes in and like I was sort of like behind the door and he like shut the door and I was there. I was like, ha <laughs> like I'm in this mission now. And he was Attack. like, <laughs> and he was pretty like, cool. She's nervous. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like sat there. He was like, "Oh, I didn't know there was actually going to be hot girl, a hot girl in here." Completely Room full offending. Of girls. Like, I'm like the damn, five I know there's going to be one hot girl there. in here. All the girls are like, "Wait, are wait, you saying that we're not?" Wait, huh? And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> in." And then we became friends. Uh... But then you you had a girlfriend, I got a boyfriend, and then it was complicated. It, it got it was complicated College. for a little yeah. bit. Didn't see like I would occasionally run into him, and then uh, we got nutrition class together. Mm. Um, and Wait, I was real like, quick, were you guys both just like crushing the sport you were in? Were you I mean, I it? was. I was crushing it. <laughs> like, tell me a little bit. I about wasn't your... interested in school or football. Yeah. I I could see that. Yeah. I was yeah. only interested in soccer. School, I don't know how I got through. And where I de- did you guys go again? Westchester, Westchester. Pennsylvania. Cool. Yeah. So, really, I enjoy, like, I, I was, like, the typical. Well, you're the athlete. Yeah, I was, like, the typical college student, like, playing a college sport. Like, we had parties all the time. I was, like, definitely, like, party animal. I feel like you didn't go to class. You just worked the whole time. Bro, I found out, like, when I went to college, I got a job at a restaurant, Avalon Restaurant in Westchester, and the owner who was, like, same thing, businessman from the fucking streets trying to make it work, um, like, I saw him, like, fucking hustling, and it completely stole my attention from school. So, like, I was working seven days a week. I, would, I could make $100 a day. So I was like, well, if I make $100 a day, I'm going to work seven days a week to make $700 a week. Like, this is fucking dope. Um, and then he just, like, brought me under his wing and, like, 
I just handled all the shit for him, right? So talk about that guy real quick. Yeah, so. Because I know those people yeah, in my so, life. So his name's John Brantley. He, uh, so he was, um, He kind of changed your life a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So John, John is one of the people that changed my life, right? Because I, I never really had older men around me. Like, I had my dad, but, like, my dad was, like, so traditional that all he taught me was hard work. Yeah. So he was just like, yeah, let's like wake up at 4 a.m. and chop fucking firewood and, like, stack rocks and cut the grass and do all that shit. Speaking of that, we need to put some firewood on Yeah, here. right? We're running behind. Damn, you just throw it in there all haphazardly? Dude, I just, you got no time, dude. You're talking. Let me just keep going. Never seen anyone put firewood in yeah, like that know. before in my life. I'm so You're stressed You're in Jersey, out. bro. bro I, he he, on, he puts it off like a teepee. Bro, we're on camera. We got to make this <laughs> shit look sexy, right? So it always looks there sexy. Don't worry. So, uh, so John, right? So John. Designer, non-designer. Listen. So, <laughs> <laughs> so John, little Italian dude. And John. Uh, he wasn't Irish? No, no, no. No, definitely Italian very dude, Italian. Little, very Italian, right? Very Italian. And, um. He started out as a drug dealer, and then I like this guy already. Yeah, yeah. So drug dealer trying to make it work, and then he got robbed one day. They kicked in his door, ski masks on, and, and fucking pistols, and his kids were there. Mm. He's like, "Done. I'm out. Not doing that anymore. Fuck this shit." So then he went to start designing websites. Uh, he designed some porn websites. This is like way back in probably like '99. So like when web was just starting, he made a little a little money through web, and he was like, I want to own a restaurant. He Italian dude. He wanted to be. Did you know him back when that was going on? No, 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 no. So I got hired. Um, I always worked in restaurants, so I got hired by him, and I never saw like the ins and outs of restaurants, right? I always just saw cooking. I never even knew the owners, and now like I got to show up with the owner, right? So like, I got to see all the shit that he did to like keep the doors open. Oh, was, he used yeah. to call me up and be like, yo, they put chains on the doors to lock them because, like, he was behind on whatever. He's like, I need you to get bolt cutters and cut the fucking doors open before anyone knows that there's chains on there. Like, all that shit. And I was like, damn, like, this isn't what I thought business was. Like, I thought business was for other people. I didn't realize it was for people like me. So I watched him do, like, What awesome. do you mean by that? I just thought, I just, I never knew anyone in business, right? So I always thought that there was, like, different sides. And I thought that... There was the people that worked, right? And then there was the people that owned the businesses. And I'll never know any of those people. They're magical, right? Like they're- They're not they're just in like, the grind. They're just like a different yeah. person that I'll never meet. I'm always gonna be a worker. That's our limiting beliefs. <laughs> 100%. That's our limiting beliefs. Dude, I had that until I, was, until I was, I guess, like 19, 20, right? I'd never known anyone who owned a brand, anyone who ever started a brand. Um, just didn't, right? I didn't, know, I didn't know a single fucking person that owned uh, owned a business like I didn't understand it right I knew like wealthy people and it was like he owns a business and I would just never see that guy well I mean you would think like I, I mean at least that's what I would think is you have to have money lots of money yeah, well, to start yeah. a business like yeah. you can't just start one. You can't just start. Right? I think about today, I walked in the pool company. I'm like, when are you ready to sell this place? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think like that even <clears throat> six, seven years ago. It's I just assumed you, yeah. had mo- you had it's to different. have money to start a business. Yep. And that's one of the reasons that like I put so much social media out. Like half the time I'm over social. Like I don't want to be on it. Yeah, it's a lot. But knowing that like that dude gave me a spark, right? Like if I hadn't seen that, I never would have known it's possible. You're... you're- both of you do a great job online of like inspiring the people who are following you. You're like more specifically, your clear, calculated, vicious page. Yeah. Like your little like one-liner zingers. Like, yeah. like 
it's fucking good, man, because the, the, the guy or girl behind you, like, they have nobody. They may no. be in the middle of a farm like you were. Well, they don't teach it, man. Nope. Like, I didn't get taught anything relevant to fucking anything. You no know? one does. And until I got in that world, and I was lucky, I was lucky to be around some people that were doing it. So I had John Brantley, who was doing it. He's still, he's still in the shit. He's still, like, I don't even know how old the dude is. He's probably in his 50s. And Middle still just PA? trying to make it work up in Westchester. And uh, so I watched him. And then I had another dude, uh, Mike Schultz. Zero fucking clue where that dude is, right? And he was, like, a pretty boy. And uh, he was, like, in shape. But he was, like, a traveling chef, which was, like, even weirder to me. So he would, like, work with us sometimes and work other places for money and do private gigs. But then he was also the head chef. Or not the head chef, but he was private a chef, chef for... Uh, private chef for, for M. Night. Shyamalan. Way back in the day, right? Mm. So he would just cook him lunch. And, like, seeing him, and I was like, wait, like... There's no rules to what you do. So at this point, you're you're analyzing the shit out of what's going just on in what business. Just what I'm seeing. Just what I'm and seeing. And people, there was no focus on college. No, Dana's crushing bro. college. I'm just soccer. crushing the college, doing the no, college no. thing. No, no. So I went to college for football, <laughs> and I saw Mike Schultz, and I was like, wait. So if you're a private chef for this dude that's making movies, and you've met fucking Mark Wahlberg and all the, and you cooked Mark Wahlberg like grilled cheese, and you like me. And like, you're, you're like me, we live together. I was like, wait, so, and I remember putting this together. I was like, wait, so could I learn nutrition, be a personal trainer and a chef, and then control my own life? And I remember that when that clicked. And I talked to him about it, and he's like, yeah, you can, yeah, you can do whatever. And I was like, I can do whatever? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Well, you can be the president of the United States without a high school degree. Crazy, bro. You're supposed to be a certain age. So I remember all that shit clicked, and as soon as that clicked, I was like, I want nothing to do with school. So I dropped out, and I just focused on that. So back to, like, how you guys met the class. I just realized, I just realized, what? I don't know why I didn't think of this, because we, we were hooking up at the beginning. What happened? Because I remember Daryl. Because <laughs> so, oh, we were in the <laughs> we're in the dorm room and we were like because I remember Daryl because you know in the I dorm room like over. there's like a bed on one side and a bed on the other side so like you're having sex and like you're looking over trying to see if your roommate's awake. Daryl was there. Daryl was always awake. That little Darryl sneaky motherfucker. Daryl was definitely yeah. always awake. Yeah. Yeah. like this. I know you, bro. Uh, I don't even or, know where that dude's at either. Or Sarah. Sarah. I just remember. Dana, he was checking I, me out. It naked. just like dawned on me for some reason. I thought we were just friends. I was like, oh, we were way more than. She always friends. says that. She's always like, whenever we do interviews, she's always like, oh, we we we're friends for all. I was like, no, we were banging. <laughs> and then we like stopped for a little bit. Then I don't know. And then we didn't. I didn't see you for. Like, like a, a year or two, but and then we had cool nutrition. That, 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 if I can reunite my opinion yeah, let's on hear it. Like, that's a cool chick, in, in my opinion. That's like thinking, like, hey, I like this person. They're cool. We're hooking up. And, like, it is what it is. You weren't overly emotionally mm -hmm. involved. I just don't remember what happened. But I'm saying, like, that's cool to be like, hey, we were. It just, like, dawned on me. I'm like, why? What happened? I know at some point then we both, I had a, a boyfriend, girlfriend, but then we, we got, uh, we had nutrition class together and I was like, oh, re reunited. He had a car. I didn't have a car. It was meant to be. So I was like, can I you. I had a car. So, <laughs> you know, what no was it? So, uh, Honda, Honda, Honda Accord. Accord. Was it a womp womp on it? Purple. A what? A womp womp. What's a womp The womp? muffler. Oh, yeah. 
No, I'd never had a muffler. It was, yeah, it I had two 15-inch subs in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. You know. What were you bumping? E-Town Concrete? Uh, bumping E-Town Concrete, Dead oh, Prez, yeah. like anything, yeah. <laughs> How about being antsy out of my event? It was great, man. That was great. Are I you left. guys going to do something? Yeah, yes, he was supposed to come out. He was out. supposed, he was to, come supposed to come out to be on the Land and Ammo songs yeah. this week. We're going back and forth with the tracks. But uh, I guess he's in, like, L.A. for the week, last-minute trip. He's going to come do the podcast, too. Hell, yeah. yeah. He's a rad dude. He's a cool fucking Really, guy. really rad dude. Yeah, that was a fun night, man. I know. <laughs> I left that night because, like, so I told you, but everybody kept buying me drinks because they're yeah. like, oh, Rob, I got you. So I'm just, like, hammering, hammering drinks drink. and just ripping giant cigars. Yeah, we were. And I was in the cigar room for six hours. Yeah, we were there a while. And as soon as I walked out, I was like, oh, I am really like backwards right now. You really weren't bad. We always think we're worse than we were. Uh, Listen. He usually was, thinks he's a lot better than he is. <laughs> <laughs> like Kelly was there, like, like literally, I, I, we were all at the same so place. Right. Yeah, no, you were definitely cool. Because I want, when I walked outside and I tried to order an Uber, I was like, oh, I'm a mess. That's why I sent Jim with you. Yeah, he got me home. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness for Jim. Thank goodness. Yeah, so I broke up with uh, I broke up with my girlfriend finally, um, and I remember the same day I broke up with my girlfriend, I I called her, and I was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" She's like, "I'm at my parents' house," and I was like, "I just broke up with my girlfriend. Want to be?" No, my... I was at. I was like, I remember because I literally. Wait, so you both were back home? No, no, no we, we were, were still... in Westchester. No, we were still. I was at my apartment. It was spring break. Yeah, but I was at my apartment yeah. because. It's good to bill. Because you were you came over. No, I called I, you. Yeah, you called me. Yeah. And I was like, I called Hold her. On. I, was like, I was like, yo, I broke up with my girlfriend. Do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> like that. And she was like, Well, I gotta break up with my boyfriend. Hold on. I was like, all right, break, break up, break up with your boyfriend. And it was, I was like, beep, boop, beep. So she beep, like beep, hang, beep. hung up the phone, called up her boyfriend, I was like, hey bro, we're done. Cause D, was it the same night that he came over and he was trying to like break in my house then? What? Well, he tried to fight me. Well, no, but so, bro, I'm gonna sling. Came, hold on. <laughs> After I broke up with him, you came over. Did you or did you not? And yeah, then he tried to break into yeah. my house. Yeah. And like, because <laughs> he knew he was there. So I got shoulder well, surgery when we were first dating. Like we had just started dating. So I'm in a sling, right? So I just got my shoulder rebuilt. And he like texted me something like, "I'm gonna slit your fucking throat." You're like, I'll and be I was like, over. Hey, get in my truck. We're gonna go find your ex-boyfriend, yeah, and I'm gonna show him what the now deal I'm is. I'm gonna come find you. So, bro, I roll, I roll. We roll up. I get out of my truck. I'm in a sling. All I have is my. I can't swing my fucking left, bro. If I'm in a fight, I get a hold of you and I like yeah, smash you. Down. Like I'm like fucking. Pick things up, put them down. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not. <laughs> I'll hit you with one big right. So he, I'm in a sling like this. He came out with like two he or three. He came friends. out with a brick. And like <laughs> he has his, a brick. He his boy had a baseball bat. The other one had a cross stick, and I was like. I am fucked. <laughs> a lacrosse stick made you nervous? No, the brick know, made me nervous. I don't know. I thought I was going to hit about it. No a shotgun? You're a baseball a fucking bat. PA boy. No shotgun. I didn't have no anything, shotgun. bro. I was in a fucking sling. I wasn't planning on it. Ugh. But I just I just pretended like I was hard, and they all backed down. Yeah. But yeah, that was like a little muddy. Bitch. But then we just we just dated forever after. Your, your, you sto- your story <laughs> is awesome, and I want to get into it deeper. We're going to take a quick break, grab a drink, go to the bathroom. We'll, we'll come back. We're taking a quick break in the podcast to talk about the Pit 2.0. If you don't know what that is, that is a large network. I built a digital infrastructure, a digital network made up of all different types of industries and individuals that range from doctors down to contractors, from finance people to 
somebody who can help you out with your technology and building an app. If you want more information, check out the links below. So hopping back in, I grabbed a high noon, took a pee break. <laughs> Big high noon guy. Big, Big high, high noon, noon guy. guy. No homo. Oh my goodness, this is a hot fire. You stocked the logs on the brakes so well. Much, much better. You don't have hot fires in Montana? <laughs> Not this oh, hot, no, we just is, don't need them this, this is hot. nice. You guys have like a lot of snow, it's cold yeah. in the winter. Yeah, it's just a lot. It's a lot? It's perfect. I'll back it down for you. I mean, I'll, I can put some high noon I'll on be all right. Pour some high noon on it. So we went, we went through your love story in the beginning. I know. Actually, we were trying to figure out our love story because mm -hmm. I was like, what happened? Why didn't we talk to each other after, after freshman year? But we figured it out. We, walk, we worked through it. Yeah. It's all good. So I'm going to speed your life up to where you guys started to... Yeah, so we're dating now. You're dating now. Everything's awesome. Everything's awesome. When did you start to say, I want to go into the fitness world, Dana? So, uh, I played soccer all four years, so once soccer was over, I had, like, all this time on my hands. Is there any old soccer pics on your Instagram or anything? Probably not, but I can send you some. Yeah, we need to put them up. <laughs> I gotta, uh, you know, they're... This was before cell phones. I go to your Instagram page. Or it's just like maybe we had cell jack phones. Jacked, like, no, I'm it like, wasn't jacked. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't start lifting until soccer was over, because my whole like That's it was why just. We need the soccer picks. Yeah, I was it's just pre-digital. Yeah, pre-digital. Like we had right? camera cameras, so That's I only have printouts. Up. Stuff. How That's cool. Yeah, thirty-seven. Okay, I see yeah. you now. Yeah, we only have like printout pictures, so I have to like take a picture of a picture to post it. But you should do that. So I think it's I will. Cool. Okay, fine. Fine, I'll do it. It'll, I like it. When I get home, it'll be... So if you see a soccer pick, it'll be like, that one's for me. I actually think of like, like I think about it as like, that's fucking Dana. Yeah. That's hey, soccer chick. Skinny little arms. <laughs> I was pretty... I mean, same size, but skinny little arms. Look at this. You like water bottle arms. <laughs> little water bottle arms. <laughs> My legs were probably about the same size, but not, like, shaped how they are now. Uh, but, yeah, so when we were dating, he would, he was working at that restaurant. He would go in for a prep shift in the morning, get everything chopped up and, like, ready. And then there was, like, a two-hour window from two to four. You'd go to the gym, and then you'd go back for night shift. And I was still, like, going to school because you didn't. So he'd be at work all night and I wouldn't see him till like 1130 because like restaurants, like till you clean every till service is over, you clean up everything. It's like, a long night. Yeah, it's a it's a long night. So he'd get home and pretty much I would hang out with him while he shit and showered, like literally would sit on his she lap. She loved me, bro. I used to come home and take my poop because I would take my poop <laughs> would and she would his, sit right here. I would sit on his lap and pooping. just be like, hey. How you doing? She's like, How I like you being day? around you. I was like, obviously. <laughs> I know. It was, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, That's pure love. So finally, then soccer was over. So he's like, well, if you want to hang out, like, I'm at the gym from 2 to 4. Just come to the gym. So I was like, okay. So went to the gym, and it was like, what do we do now? <laughs> I was like, well, today's chest day. We're going to bench. I was like, all right, here we go. And, uh... Yeah, just started. I had like a, you know, like back in high school, like, yeah, you could, athletes were able to pick their gym class. So I picked strength and conditioning, but like 
I always had it first block and you didn't want to like sweat. So I didn't actually do anything. So pretty much learned lifting through him and I would just follow exactly what he did. And at that time, like he was training with like, at like, like big giant, like some professional like I, bodybuilders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I went, I went to the gym, right? And this was probably the coolest gym like, that ever to start like in. 20, I guess. It wasn't a fusion gym. No, it was a sick gym. It was it a sick was, gym. Brian it was Chamberlain. Brian Chamberlain. He was a, a pro bodybuilder. And, uh, Bro, and I went to the gym, <laughs> and uh, all these dudes are jacked, right? And they're all benching 405, like, no problem. And I remember thinking, like, how is everyone so much stronger than me? And they would just, like, spot me and, and force me to do heavy weight. Then eventually I found out, like, oh, everyone's on steroids mm. except for me. Like, that's why everyone's so fucking strong. So when I started training with her, I was like, just lift like the rest of my bros, like as heavy as possible. I'll spot you through like forced reps on everything. Yeah. So it got me comfortable being underweight that like I couldn't actually do. So when it actually came time to actually do the weight, I wasn't scared of it because I, okay. You've been through it. Yeah. Because I've had, I felt it before. I might have not actually did the rep because he was spotting through it. Were you loving it at the time? Or were you starting to say like, I like this? So... Long, like, really small story before that, like, I used to hate my body, like, growing up. We didn't even really talk about, like, so I was an athlete since I was five years old. I was on the swim team at five, six-sport athlete, playing, like, two sports at once at all times. And when you think of, like, you know, in high school, when you think of athletes, you think confident, cool, popular, whatever. And I, I was super confident on a, on a field, but then in life, like very insecure, hated my body, hated. Why? Because, uh, you know, middle school and there were hated my legs because like back then, like you had thick legs, big legs were not cool. It was like really cool to be like you looked on magazines Tiny. and everyone was very skinny and almost like emaciated looking. That was a world economic form. It was just definitely. I just didn't look like what what the definition of beautiful look like had no boobs struggled with that like and I feel like every female has struggled with some sort of like body image I struggled with it really hard and you don't think of athletes struggling with that type of confidence in themselves you're in shape yeah so always dealt with that on the backside. like there were years of my life where I didn't even wear shorts because I like would hide hide my legs because I didn't want them out and I would only wear shorts if I was playing a game is that why you wore jeans tonight no it's cold (laughs) (laughs) no it's cold it's cold here so dealt with that through my younger years even like college but not as bad and uh when I started training and like I'm a very competitive person I come from a very competitive family I'm a athlete my entire life that's all I know is like sports it's all I've done and I uh, started training, and I instantly put lifting as almost like a, every day I was trying to, like, see how many reps I could do on pull-ups, see how much weight I could bench. Like, it became like a personal competition with myself. Like, I've done individual sports. I've done team sports. So this so was almost like an individual sport that I was doing with myself every single day. And you were now still lifting with Rob. And I was still, and I was lifting with Rob or hanging out. It was just like, this was like our time. And it was like, 
to this day, it's still like the happiest. Like if you say like, when are you happy? Oh, stop. (laughs) You're the happiest with Rob when you're working out. Like today at Fusion. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's good. That's cool. I like that. Oh, shit. This is, doesn't happen at this part. But anyway. <sighs> so lifting to me was like, I started seeing like parts of my body like change. And I was like, whoa, like getting delts and like abs. And like, I'm actually enjoying my legs now. This is like the first time in my life that I was like, wow, like this is really, really cool. Like I actually like this. So I started appreciating not just like, the physical look of my body, but what it was doing to me, like mentally, like actually appreciating what my body was like capable of doing, like getting strong as a female and like what that does for us as a female to like be able to do things that like you don't think girls can do, like doing pull-ups, like it would, like I thought that was the most amazing thing, but it literally, literally changed, like the gym literally changed my life. What, what was a lot of what you were doing at the time going back two minutes ago when you got a little choked up, was it about, like, I'm hanging out with Rob, and Mostly. I love this. And I, it was. And at the same was, time, you were shaping a it new was, you. It's that, I think that's why it chokes me up, because it's, like, literally, that's my life I think it's now. beautiful, though. Oh, no, I really do. Rob, what were you thinking at the time? I was just proud. It's funny, because, like, listening to her say that right I realized something that I've never realized like how um because I hear her tell that story a lot right and like I get choked up when I hear you when I hear you tell it um because she like took control of her life right and I think that it was cool to watch her not realize that like oh shit like I can take control of this machine this body and like be proud of it and you were fueling her and yeah and dude we were working together that was like the whole it was it's the whole thing. And you know what I realized in just in like just this moment is like I realized the same thing with business, right? Like I felt like I was on this ride where I couldn't change anything, just like you felt like you were on the same ride with your body. And I think around the same time is like as she was taking control of her body and finally feeling like proud that she was like creating something, I did the same thing through business. So like creating an apparel line, creating videos for her, like just like you were creating physically, I was creating on the business side. But but hold on, don't and get don't no get, no let me don't, but but feeling like oh shit like I am in control of this ride that I'm on this ride of life, and that's that's like what the big thing clicked for her is like I think you just thought that like oh I'm just I'm just this right and and the big breakthrough for you was like no she can take pride in her life take pride in like her body and how her body responds. And you and you actually have control. Like, there, there are, you have to realize, like, there are parts of you that, like, you can't change. And that's, like, the biggest thing that I try to, like, teach people now is, like, you, you have control over what you look like, what you put in your body, how you train. Like, there are some, like, things that you don't have control over, and those are the things that you have to, like, learn to appreciate. Like, I have no control over what my chest is going to look like mm-hmm. no matter you I, you can you just stroke a check I mean yeah if it <laughs> yes 4500 bucks yeah <laughs> With, unless you want to go like a certain like you can literally look however you want mm-hmm. if you want to go that route the surgical route and 
If you want your nose change, you this, this, that. Like, you have the ability to change whatever you want. But if you don't want to go that route, you have to realize, like, okay, these are the parts of me that I can't change, and I need to learn to accept them. And through the years, it was very hard, especially, like, because once I, I started lifting with him and I started actually loving my body, that's also where I found competing. So then I started competing. Yeah, that's now, where I wanted to get to. Yeah, so I, I think my first show was probably about a year into lifting, and it was more so like there were two girls that were going to the same gym, and they were, I honestly didn't even go to a show before. Like my first show I ever went to, I was in it. I had no idea what I was doing. But these two girls were competing, like complaining, and they're like, I look better than them. I'll do it, too. Why not? I signed up, never went to a show, didn't know anything. He ended up and did uh, design work for the gym owner in in return of him helping me just, like, figure out a diet because I was, like, eating SpaghettiOs and ramen. I didn't know what I was doing. So he wrote me, like, a diet. I did a show, but it's amazing to have someone that was so insecure about their body get on stage and literally be judged on their body. How scary was that? Oh, very scary. <laughs> very, very, very scary. I was crying. I had no, but it wasn't, it wasn't the fact, like I knew I was being judged. I knew everything I was doing, but at that point in time, I was still in that mindset. Like I look good. This is awesome. I'm like in Confident. it. Confident. You're competitive. Now. I was, yeah, no, I was I'm in it. I'm soccer field. I want to win. Yeah. And, uh, I did the show, do whatever, got off stage, got like sixth place, whatever. And uh, I got into that circuit mostly because it gave me a reason to compete. So my whole life was, I'm a competitor. I need to, I'm doing this like practice, like I go to the gym to get ready for shit. Like it gave me something to get ready for. So structure. Yeah. It, and I love that point and I, I love competition. The only thing I didn't like was, you know, one, I didn't really fit in. Two, this was... Why didn't you fit in? I didn't really fit into my category for some reason because what people don't realize, I mean, bodybuilding is, it's, um, it's, it has everything to do with how you look. It's, uh, why, why can't I think of words right now? Um, like glamour. Mm-hmm. Um, Beauty pageant. Why couldn't I think of that? It's a beauty pageant basically with muscles. So they're looking at your hair, your makeup, your skin, your boobs, everything. It all has to do with it. This is also back when, like, you know, muscles on girls was not really in right now. Like, girls didn't lift weights. So even the gym we went to, I was generally the only girl back there. But I also come from... Like, a lot of my guys, I was more of a jock anyway, hung out with a lot of dudes. Um, So that didn't bother me. But once we started uh, Flag and started the YouTube channel and getting into social media, like, I already was getting weird looks when I would, like, go out in public. Like, I would literally see people, like, turn their heads and have, like, the most disgusted look on their face when I would walk in. So I have to stop you for a second and bring it back to Rob. So being the creative head that you are, and I've learned a little bit about you now, hanging out a few times, and watching what you guys have built, 
you were looking at this through a different lens, probably. Yeah, so my lens was um, essentially at that point in time, through the restaurants, through everything, I realized, like, oh, shit, you can do anything, right? Because I had seen my boys in the restaurant industry doing anything. Um, I had a friend named Rasta Steve who was like, oh, I own a skate company. I was like, you own a, why are you working the fryer at a restaurant? if you own a skate company. And I realized that like he just printed skate decks and had them in the, in the trunk of his car. And I was like, wait, so you can just like print a hundred skate decks and, and then you're you, a business owner and you're yeah, a business owner. Like, business. <laughs> my fucking head exploded. I thought it was like, I thought there was a gatekeeper that was stopping yeah, me from doing yeah. shit. So when she started doing that, I was like, damn. So what she missed was when she started lifting, I was like, what are your goals? Like, let's figure out what you want to do. She's like, I want to own a gym. I want to be on magazine covers. I want to be like a professional athlete that makes it to Olympia. Like I want to have supplement sponsorships. And I was like, I got you. I was like, I'll, I'll get you all those fucking things. So I'm there taking photos of her, filming YouTube videos, and then emailing supplement companies being like, yo, Gaspari, like, Gaspari. Look. Gaspari. Look. Gaspari. They were the bit. They, they were oh the my shit. God. Yeah, they were that bad. That was the company yeah. I wanted bad. to be But with. I was like, I was like, Dana, this is Dana. This She's is amazing. Dana. Here she and, is. And everybody's like, not interested, not interested, not interested, not interested. I remember being like, why the fuck is no one interested? And the YouTube videos are getting views, right? And they're, they're, I'm filming them completely different. I'm shooting like music videos and she's dancing around. So at this time, you're going back to the creative Rob. Like, I'm just creating, dude. Yeah. I just <clears> knew that I knew that she had something special. And if I was the, before influencers, right? If I could capture it, if I could make it entertaining and get it out there, like I knew people had to see this. So getting people out, getting that however I could. My man. Okay. Relax. My man. Relax. Here we go. Relax. Look, that's. But it was like, all right, so I need it's to make. Better than Keaton's fireplace. I need to make like a branding package for her and get it out there to get her sponsored. And dude, just no one was interested. But the thing was, our YouTube videos were performing. And then my other thing was like, I think she's more beautiful in real life, right? And like, I think that when people- Describe that a little bit. So when people think of girls with muscles, they're like gross, right? Generally, or that's what you used to well, be. Well, and also like, if you look at pictures I post, I look way bigger- She looks fucking jacked. Than that's, I am that, actually that's in person. That's my analysis. Like, yeah. like, yeah. When I met you at Keaton's house, you're like, oh. No, actually, you're it, it, tiny. Was, it was Wes Watson. But we were all down by the fire pit. Yeah. And he was like, you definitely do juice. And like, you're oh, a jack. I, I laid into him. You it. did. You <laughs> fought back. I and, fought back. And I was like, she, like, not that you didn't look fit, but like, you didn't look like some of your photos online. Because uh, unless I'm like standing next to someone, yeah, I look a lot bigger than I actually am in person. Yes. Yeah, her, and so I realized that her in person was a completely different package, right? I was like, yo, she translates so well in real life and she's so rad. That's dynamic. So I was like, I need to get her to places. So my job was to film, to portray her as well as I can online, to pitch her to supplement companies, to be like her media machine, and then also on the weekends drive to every show that I can. But at the same time, you were doing something that you like to do too while you I love creating. Yeah. And you love this girl. Yeah. It was like, hey, this girl. If I can support her, if I can create and build companies, bro, that's my perfect life. Mm-hmm. So that was my job, was to get her out there as much as possible. So what I noticed was the industry was not accepting her, but she would go to shows and lines would form. And the girl that was on magazine covers didn't have a line. 
The industry was bullshit. Well, the industry, like, they did, were, we were ahead of the we shit. We were right? ahead of them. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me just keep doing this. So that's what, that turned into my job, was like, How I was... How did you have the confidence to say, and again, I, I understand the whole, like, there was a line for Dana and the other girl that was on the yeah. magazine had no line, but, like, what gave you the confidence? Because a lot of people don't have the confidence to keep moving forward yeah. when the industry's tamping you down. I mean, that was, that was yeah, like, a really weird point I mean, There's for no other me, choice. yeah. I, that's what I would say, and that's what it was. It was like, well, then what do we do? Yeah. Because like I, I knew we were lining could, up for her. Why not? I knew show it could the fuck be up? done, right? And I knew that like, and even looking back now, like people look at views, and like, bro, I was just hyped that YouTube videos were getting a thousand views. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go to a show, and someone would know her name. That's all I needed. Like, it wasn't about like ten thousand likes or yeah, whatever. Someone like, saw this. Who fucking cared, dude? A thousand people watch this. Like, I'm going to keep making these. Mm-hmm. A thousand people is a lot of fucking people. It is. And it's like, I think that's one of the things in social right now is people are warped because when you start out, you're like, oh, well, this video got only got a views. thousand views. Yeah. It's like, bro, we made thousand view videos forever, mm-hmm. right? They might have more now, but like, bro, a thousand. Yeah, at the beginning, like, we think started about that. YouTube. That's what people forget, Dude, the man. first couple of podcasts we did. 200 views, so 400 so views. it catches steam. Yeah, you know? and then we had like, me and Keaton did like a million, 800, 600, and like, we were literally at 200 forever. But like, takes a little while. Yeah. It's just, it takes it a little while. It is what it is. But, I mean, the cool thing for us is like, we kind of both started our journey, like, Flagner Phil kind of started the same time, like, I. Did that start at this this time when you got generally like about like I, I had started competing? Did you create an actual LLC at that time? We had we had a clothing line beforehand that we just did for fun. We would do like at car shows and whatnot. Like we always sort of he I was think the always LLC started starting printing. Yeah, I had right other little brands Obama? going. What right after Obama? Yeah, right yeah, around the same long. time. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, because I remember when he said, you didn't build that. That struck me hard. <laughs> I was a young kid. I was like, I did build this shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, we know what he built. Yeah. But that was, uh, we, yeah, we, 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 like, worked side by side, right? So it was like, he knew, okay, like, the thing is, he was, like, so ahead of everything. He's like, there's this, like, you were have you to thinking this way at all, Dana? Or you were just like, I'm going to fucking crush weights and look sexy. So that would, for me, it was, my job was to do all of the work and protect her, right? Because what I didn't want her to do was get sucked into an industry where she had to do things that she, it wasn't her. Like be yeah, sexy in photo shoots. She didn't want to be sexy, right? Mm-hmm. She wanted to fucking lift heavy weight and dance and like fucking crunk. I was also crunk. a teacher at that point in time. So that was like part of my decision. Like, because fitness back then, it was like girls deadlifting and thongs because that's, that was the only thing that was like a like attractive, I guess, for fitness. Was like girls like had to wear really Naked. little clothing. It was yep. just about being sexy and like looking in shape. And that wasn't really me because at the core of me is like I'm an athlete through and through. Like I want to. You fight. can put me in lingerie. I'm just gonna be like awkward and weird. Like no, I'm more comfortable in sweatpants and a sports bra. Plus, I was also teaching at that time. I taught for like five and a half years. So as like Gym teacher, putting right? like content out on the Internet, my kids could see that. Like, so I'm obviously not going to do anything weird. Like I was already being talked about, like in board uh, school board meetings and stuff. Like 
it was already like this weird thing that the the gym teacher has a, a YouTube channel. God forbid the gym teacher actually lifts weights and like the works system out. Wasn't caught up. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So fine. Like then we started flag and fail. Finally got out of that, and like that's when it finally like took off because we were able to travel. We were going to shows and expos. Like we were trying to really build. He knew like okay, we're we need to build you up because like if we can get eyes on you, that just gets eyes on flag you and fail. You moved eye, yeah. eyeballs. So both of our both of our little journeys we were on work together for the same goal. So I want to jump ahead now and get a little bit off the fitness. So Flagner fail, right? What was the vision of that? Obviously Dana was crushing it. She's a competitive beast. I wasn't actually crushing it. I was actually dead last. But you, but, but you were dead last, but he said <laughs> yeah. something. I don't know where I heard it. Yeah. It was, but you said something that I realized Dana had a unique physique. Yeah. So I saw it as my job, right? Like, I realized that I can I can take a lot on my plate. So I saw it as my opportunity. I had to do, I was just like, I'll just do whatever. Allow her to focus on being her, right? Because that's the magic. Like, she's the magic. So if I can focus on her being her, and I just take care of everything else. So if that's driving, if that's like, she doesn't need to wor- worry about business. Like, she just sort of stepped into business the last two years. Five last five years with yeah. DLB Daily. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Time is flying. Yeah. So, um, but it was like whatever I can take care of so she can just focus on like being her, like a pro athlete. Um, and then I, the, dude, the, the thing with Flag was, I was like, if we can just make a couple thousand dollars a month. You're looking to supplement your travel and shit. We, so we could not, we could do what we wanted, which yeah. what we wanted cost four grand, right? I want to pay bills and have an extra $2,000. That's Were you guys all I living wanted. together at the time? Yeah. Where and, at, NPA? Yeah, in Mount Penn, Pennsylvania. Um, so that was the plan. And then we hit $4,000 a month. Quickly. Quickly, right? I think like month two or three. And I was like, wait a second. Could we get Dana not to have to work? Like if I get this business to make $3,000 more, Dana doesn't have to work she can just be do fitness full time. Yeah, no more teaching. So then we like started working towards that. And then I was like, wait a second. Like my brother had moved to Maryland. And like that and that's what it was. It was like unlocking these fucking levels, right? So all of a sudden it I was, was like, unlocking wait, time. If I just make a little bit more money, my brother can like work with me. Like my brother doesn't have to live in fucking Maryland. He can come back here. We can train together. We can like fucking hang out. And I was like, holy shit, if I make $14,000 a month, like she can be free from the system. My brother can be free from the system. So like, boom, to get to 14, it's like, Drew, come work for me. Her, come work for me. And then so it was means like- you can get to financial freedom. Exactly. So I want to stop you real quick. Okay. Nugget for people. Financial freedom doesn't mean that you make 10 million a year, a million dollars a year. Financial freedom means that you got to that point you're talking about. That's exactly what it was. So I hit 14 grand, right? All of a sudden, my brother took a massive pay cut to come work for me, but he believed in the shit, right? He's like, wait, we can hang out and, like, print T-shirts. And that all was of a sudden, the best, she's man. free. So it's just like, it's, it's, a, it's my customer service rep, it's her, and it's my brother. And I'm like, yo, if we hit 20 grand, I can, 20 grand a month, I can retire my mom. So we hit 20 grand, I called my mom, and I was like, how much do you need to retire, like, how much do you need not to work anymore? 
she's like, I need an extra $1,800 a month. I was like, you're on my payroll. So like my mom's retired and it felt like every pay like step we had, every income step we had going up, like unlocked another level, right? And then it was like, okay, we're doing $100,000 a month. We're doing $200,000 a month. Uh, what year was this? I'd say we got up to, in, in the first 12 months, we probably had our first $100,000 a month, right? So I was stuck at. We were do- every. That's fucking we huge. We started it was huge. every yeah. month it doubled, well, and then when Drew came on, it like tripled. <laughs> yeah. What age were you? Like, Twenty. I think we started at twenty-six, and I remember like I always wanted to have a million dollars in the bank by the time I was thirty, and I think like when I was twenty-eight, I had a million dollars in the bank, mm. and I was like, oh, I did my goal. But it, by that point in time, it wasn't even about the goal. It was about like where you were going. I wanted to buy my parents a house. Like, and I think that's something because fashion, right? Fashions, this brands blow up and then they go away. Right. And as we were blowing up, that's the one thing is I didn't have the dream to be a giant brand. I was just like unlocking shit for my friends. So like when we hit $300,000 a month, I hit up my boy and I was like, bro, want to start a car shop and build race cars? Like there was just this always like you're a car guy. How do I bring my friends in and make my friends' dreams come true? So like, we didn't scale properly. I think so at our at our height so of so. like, I mean yeah, exactly. I think I think if we wanted to be like a gym shark or something like that, there was a different path. But we just every single time we hit a new financial goal, instead of like us taking more money, we would just like unlock like a dream for another friend and pull them in or start making music or but that's the dream dude yeah and i that's the real great fucking dream i want i want to get into it more we have to take another quick break just to let the cameras cool oh yeah and we'll hop right back in like that's the dream helping your yeah. friends and your family around you're still you still living like, it yeah and you're still doing it you're helping us quick break we're taking a quick break in the podcast talk about the pit 2.0 if you don't know what that is that is a large network i built a digital infrastructure a digital network made up of all different types of industries and individuals that range from doctors down to contractors from finance people to somebody who can help you out with your technology and building an app if you want more information check out the links below all right so jumping back in again that that journey was awesome so dana's killing it looking great super competitive flag starts you guys now say like hey let's like open a place where we can shoot some more content maybe some others can join talk a little bit about that yeah so one of our other dreams was owning your own gym right so i started like buying equipment on craigslist um and we wanted to buy more equipment but we didn't really have money so we started throwing camps which is we would just sell 100 tickets for I think a hundred dollars. I think it was a hundred bucks. So, we'd, so like, cheap. What were you marketing now that that? I think on YouTube? Just on just Facebook. Just on social. Like we'd be in, like, hey, we have a hundred. Instagram even. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, I think, had started. Yeah, around the same yeah. time. So we put up a hundred tickets and we'd sell a hundred tickets in two minutes, make ten grand. I would take that money and go buy gym equipment or matting or, or weights. Yeah, whatever we needed. We started running that so much that the Warhouse Gym plus where we filmed content, like all of our Olympia prep and everything, that we got to a point in time where we could buy a public gym. So it's funny, when we were, when we were like real, real broke trying to make it, our hot water heater broke, right? And I, I never really had friends, so I didn't have any like plumber friends. So we didn't have hot water in the house. So every single morning, 
her and I would have to, before work, go to the gym, shower at the gym to get a hot shower, then go to the office. Uh, she'd go teach and everything, and we'd come back, and we'd shower at the gym again, because that was the only way to get hot water. And like 700 bucks to fix a hot water heater, right? $700 was so far from anything. So we were just showering at the world gym. It's so crazy that like four years later, we came back and we were like, how much to purchase your gym? Mm. Going from not being able to put a $700 fucking water heater in to coming yeah. back and be like, oh, you want $300,000? So through this camp, things are going well, I'm gonna buy this public gym. Yeah, so we reached out to the dude and he was like, I want whatever it was, 300 grand or something. So we were like, all right, cool. Here's 300 grand, we have your gym now. And what'd you call it? Warhouse, Warhouse. gym. We put and another Redding. 200 Redding. into it. In yep. Reading, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Put another 200 grand into it, so we're like half a million dollars in. Um, I think we owned it for five years. It ripped while we were there. Um, but the same thing, man, we're not good at managing. We're not good at like all that stuff. We're just, I still feel like we're two kids, right? Yeah, I can't believe people let us still like buy shit. Do anything, yeah. <laughs> like, why? We're just Shouldn't I get like a parent note saying like, yes, you may buy this house. We're just like two kids. Like even, yeah, when we go buy real estate, I'm like, I feel like someone should I stop feel us. Like someone <laughs> need, I need like my mom to come and yeah, be like, like, yes, buying you buying cars may... and shit. I'm like, isn't anyone going to yell at us for buying these? We're buying irrational stuff right now. Like, like heavy equipment? You know? Like everything. I love heavy yeah. equipment. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like even Taxes. like, we bought the horses and she was like, I can just buy these horses? And I was like, I think so. I don't. <laughs> we have money. That's, yeah. Every, you know? We're still like that. We're 40 years old. I still feel like I need like an okay. Like we're going to get yelled at by somebody. Yeah. Um, so we bought the gym and, and the gym ripped for, for, I guess, three years. Yeah. And every we month left. we would. Uh, no, you said I'm done? No, uh, well, we went to Montana. Yeah. Once we moved what out. What year was that? Oof. I don't even seven know. Seven years ago. Seven whatever, years ago? Whatever that was. So I had. Uh, one of the creative, remember we talked creative solutions? Yeah. So her YouTube was making like five grand a month um, back in 2009, 2010. And then in 2011, bro, I was using like Under Oath and Hatebreed and all these bands. And then as YouTube caught up, they started saying like, you can't monetize other people's music. Other bands. So I was like, I'll just make my own music. I can make music. So I started making beats and screaming and doing the shit that I love to do, create. And then that started to work. And uh, the other half of my band, Charlie Hustle, uh, got married and his wife just randomly got cancer. Like mm. didn't smoke, didn't anything. And it came on really, really fast and she passed away. And oh. I remember that was like a really big wake up call. And I was like, wait, you can just die? Right? Like, fuck. Yeah, like she was That's, in her 30s. At a young age, you don't, you don't no. realize until it hits you close. No, and it, it hit me really, really close. Like being in the studio with her and then all of a sudden just like gone. And I remember like looking at her and be like, man, like if we're just gonna, like if that's possible, we need to look at things a little bit different. So we decided we wanted to move to Montana. We always plan on retiring to Montana, but that sort of like was- The urgency filled in quickly. Huh? The urgency, urgency. of- Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. I was like, let's just fucking go. So I talked to my brother. I don't mean to be funny. Is that when you bought your life insurance policy? No, no, that was, I'd, I'd done life insurance prior to that, yeah. That was because I was, I was making money. I just wanted to get rid of it. So Good place to get rid of it. I know, right? <laughs> so we, uh, we bought a house there, and we were, like, always thinking about retiring. And it's really cool. Like, I came back, and I, my brother just had a kid. And I was like, hey, man, we should move to Montana. And he was like, yeah, I know. And he's like, no. I was like, no, no, no. We should, like, actually move, like, right now one day we're gonna die. And he was like, all right. 
And I was like, I'm leaving Friday to buy a warehouse. Did you know Matt Vincent yet? No, 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 Mm-mm. no, no. No, so I left. Or no, we did. Yeah. But we didn't really know Matt. But not not yeah. like we know him now. Like, yeah, I don't he makes me think that. He's like, we're going to die in Matt wasn't quite yeah. Matt yet. Yeah. Matt was still trying to figure out Matt's journey. Yeah. Matt was, that was like prior to his like knee surgeries. And I think yeah. like his last one. I watch his shit. I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to die. I know. Fuck. He stresses you out. He stresses me out. Yeah, those damn marbles. <laughs> yeah. Why does he live that way every day? I don't know. He's like, I came back with this marble. And life it's is like one less week. week of my life, and it's like Jesus, bro. <laughs> but it's a great reminder, man. It, it, it is makes a you great realize reminder. how important, dude, really like how important tonight is, right? Yeah. And uh, and dude, within thirty days, we fucking moved. Fifteen tractor trailers. We just loaded up. I bought my parents a house. I bought my brother a house, like on the fucking internet. So wait, your parents are out there too now, full yeah. time? So I bought my parents a house out there because I wanted them close and to us. And your parents stayed in PA, Dana? Oh, yeah, they'll be here forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so my deal was moving to Montana. I was like, I'll buy everyone houses. Like, I, like, I offered to buy your can, parents' house. Can I ask house. you, what was, your, what, what was your rough estimate of like net worth at that time to say, like, I'm going to buy I, everybody houses? That's the thing is, I don't even fucking know. Like, I just know that, like, you had I, cash flow. I could buy half a million dollar houses, no problem. You had cash flow. Yeah, I had cash flow. So I had... Because, dude, I didn't want anything, right? Like, that's the thing about, like, even we talked about the million dollars in the bank. Like, that didn't even mean anything. Mm. Like, I didn't care. Like, it was the fact that, like, I'm able to work with my brother. I'm able to work with my wife. I got Bill. He started a car shop. Yeah, he always dreamed about building race cars. Like, bro, we got fucking everything we need. And, like, I liked Toyota Supras. I liked $30,000 cars. Like, I wasn't even into supercars yet. So, like... Life wasn't that expensive. When did you get into all the Porsches? Uh, after Supers kept exploding, I was like, wait, what if I start just buying 911s? They're fast. They can drive. How many do you have? I don't know. How many do I have? Four. 991. 997. 997 Turbo, 997 Turbo, 997 GT3. GT2 RS. Safari, GT2 RS. Oh, well, I'm Six. way off. <laughs> way off. Look how fucking awesome that your wife knows your cars. I think no, that's cool. She's dope, dude. She's dope. <laughs> Seriously, I love that. Like, I love that about you, Dana. Thanks. Oh, I like cars. Yeah, my my cars are not very cars? expensive. All my cars. Ex- you got the Raptor. They're expensive. Well, besides the Raptor and the. You got a Raptor. She got forget what she has. You got a Raptor. Raptor. I have the H1. H1 Hummer. Who the fuck a, has a an H1? All I saw was the H1, and then like. Him running in this video, and I'm like, what is going on right now? This big guy's running in the H1 no, That video. was the Unimog. That was the Unimog. Oh, different one? Unimog's right. mine. Uni- yeah. All right. I, uh, I have all, like, the old cars. He has all, the, like, the fast. So I have uh, the Raptor is my, my daily. And then I have a Hummer H1, but older. And then a 63 Jeep Willy. Oh, I forgot about that one. That's a good and one. And then I have a, a Nissan Z. <laughs> <laughs> 350Z. Uh, that's my drift car. And Do you drift it around the farm? Well, it's going to be just in the parking lot for now. We just got it rebuilt, got a body kit on it. Wrapped. Looking hot? Yeah, it's pink, hot pink. Oh, damn. Yeah, hot pink. Yeah, back in Can I Pencil- come out and play with some of these toys? Yeah, man. Out, man. Whenever we you got want. all the toys, and there's only two I know of us. I'm like no <laughs> guest at your personal residence. I'll stay at the. You the can't stay at my house. No, I'm so, I'll, I'll stay with Jake. You stay. Yeah, yeah. you can Jake, stay at Jake's, up, bro? Jake's house. You stay at the farm. Yeah. You stay at the farm. <laughs> bro, I'm weird. Like I can't. I'm not a fan. Like, I see people have like parties at their house and shit. No, like I don't want anyone in my happening. house. 
Like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, not how I like. We've, we've had a couple parties at our house, and after everyone leaves, I'm like, why do we do that? Yeah, never again. Never again. You're from PA, bro. You live in the middle of the place. I like peace and quiet, man. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's, been a, it's been a really, really it's fun journey. It's been like journey. a so crazy journey. Everything that you guys have done has led you to the next thing, and it's it's been both of you together. Yeah. And what I want to kind of move into, you know, in the conversation so we don't go four hours like Rogan, you've, you've also branched off separately a little bit, right? Your coaching group is killing it. It's like, I don't want to say anything bad about Rob, but it's like way bigger than Rob's. Way bigger. It's a lot cheaper than Rob's as I well. Don't care. <laughs> it's a lot cheaper. But she got fifteen thousand people in her group. A cheaper, like bothers me. It's way bigger. It, it's bigger, but By a it, lot. It, it's cheaper for a reason. It's like I could actually make it a lot more expensive for the amount of effort I, that I put into I'm it. Not, I'm not. I don't want you to. It, it's it's not arrogance, and I hope oh, this no. is, I hope this doesn't put you in a bad place. I want more people to be on it so that's why I made it so cheap it's like there's like literally no excuse but for can we you talk then. about how much your coaching group makes because I want people to, to really realize yeah, it, well, what you have the impact seven dollars a month so then it really kind of makes it what does that it, equate to a month to you for me a uh, hundred thousand really yeah what did you say numbers <laughs> <laughs> it feels weird it does feel weird <laughs> it feels weird seven dollars a month created a hundred thousand dollars a yeah. month I'm, I have a coaching group called The Pit. It's it's my little thing that I did. It's $127 a month, right? And I'm, I'm super proud of it. I add value there. Hopefully, you guys both come on and train for me once in a while and give me some love. But at $7 a month, because you're so valuable, you're making $100,000 a month. At $7 a month. Think about that. I think that's a... Yeah, again, like I said, it's like I could charge more. It's like, but the $7, it's like, that's a fancy cup of coffee. So it's like, literally, what's your excuse? Like, if you actually want to, like, change, and I have I have the story behind it. Like, I can relate to you. I do live calls. We do challenges. Like, I do no, all so the things. you're so fucking normal, Dana. It's it's scary. Like, you're so fucking cool. Rob's, he's, he's, he's You know, he's, he's a little different. Red bottoms. <laughs> You know, you got those red I bottoms like boots, on. Man. <laughs> He's a designer. You know? I, told, I was like, I was like, you know, actually, I was asking my wife. I'm like, we're going to dinner at Charlie's Bayhead. Usually, you know, I wear the same getup. I'm like, but Rob's a designer. He might check out what I'm wearing. What should I wear tonight? Bro, you look great tonight. I never thought about that. You like look great. Rob's oh. coming. He's a designer. Oh, you know, he does special. But Rob, you also have created so many other opportunities for the both of you and what you guys are doing. You're doing chips and caviar right now. You're top mm. fucking 25 in the world. Trying. No, you are. Like, it's... I, 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 are we? Yeah. I've yeah. seen it. Like, you're top 25, dude. You just had David Goggins on, and you created this whole whirlwind between all these fucking seal fucks. Like, you're <laughs> top 25. And I love the seals, and I love the U.S. military yeah. all day long. I back them any way I can. Like you're They're a little doing, sensitive sometimes. They are definitely sensitive. The whole gun community is. It's wild. But like you're doing your own thing, but you guys are still together, and yeah. that's that's hard to do. Yeah, I think that like <clears throat> people always want to throw out relationship advice and everything like that. Yeah, I have none. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Um, but it, but it's it's like I hear it from a lot of people, and it's like 
we don't really give much. Like, people ask us relationship advice, but we don't really put it out there. But, like, bro, we've been together 20 fucking years. It's a long time. Yeah. Like, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's half our it's life. It's half our life. We're it's 40. It's half our life. <laughs> and, like, we've been married 16 next Friday. So, like, we've been married 16 years. And we've been married 16 years from eating fucking Eggos because... Actually, we've known each other for 22 years. Yeah, yeah. But, like... <laughs> On, on furniture being rims off my car was our furniture in our first house, right? The Honda Civic? Like, yeah. Broke. Just super fucking broke. Uh, so we've been like broke, broke, broke. Like not able to fix our hot water yeah, I here. I love broke people. Broke makes you powerful. Broke, fucking right. But we've been from broke to like her height of fame to where she's had five-hour lines to making tons of money to moving across the country. So like... And we didn't finish your, your, your whole career... Not to cut you off, Rob, like you made Miss Olympia. I like, was, uh, crushed it. Yeah. So I think the, the crazy... That's the pinnacle of your world, right? Pinnacle is the Olympia, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you, and you won the Super it. Bowl. And you won it. Uh, the first one, too. Like, that's fucking badass. You can't. So there will be people that always come along the way, but I was the first. I was also the first pro ever in the history for women's physique, so... The division I was in, there was only there was only figure and bodybuilding and fitness when I started, and then they slowly add groups because like you know there's so many body types, and then bikini came on. And they want to make did, money. It's all yeah, business. It's it's fine, but they were like definitely missing. Like I was in figure, I was too big and too shredded for figure, but then women's bodybuilding was like too extreme. But- so there was, like, a big gap. Can I ask you another tough question? Yeah. Only because I was right there in Keaton's backyard when <laughs> someone was harassing you. No, I love this question. Have you ever done steroids? Never in my life. Like that? It makes people so angry. No, no, it definitely doesn't make me angry. But, like, to think that you haven't is fucking insane. It used, like, to, it used to really make me angry when people would Because you're like, so competitive. Well, it, it's discrediting the 17 years of that work. I've been training seven days a week like I'm the type of I person I want to ask Rob this question <laughs> I've done tons of steroids <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro I still don't look like that like what the fuck <laughs> you know, it used to really make me angry but then I finally realized it's like you just have to switch the way you think about things like when people used to tell me how gross and you look like a man until you finally like switch your mindset and like oh okay the the whole steroid thing used to infuriate me. It would get, make me so angry because it's You're like insulted. discrediting all the work that I've done for the 17 years. Plus, I've also been an athlete my entire life. So you're coming from an athletic background. Like maybe I am genetic. Like I don't think body type. I'm genetically gifted for bodybuilding. I don't have like the structure, honestly, for bodybuilding. Well, that's what he says. You were unique in the in the physique Just that you different. had. And I might be able to put on muscle a little bit easier than other people. But, like, I also train like an absolute maniac. I saw your fucking drop <laughs> set today. Did. And I was like, like I they're train. coming here tonight to have dinner and a couple of drinks. What's going and on? I'm, I'm 40 years old. I'm going to be 40 in great. two weeks. I haven't, I'm, I haven't competed in nine years. And I'm still training exactly the same problem. Maybe even harder because I, I train even better than I did back I actually then. didn't realize that you don't train anymore. So going out to, to Keaton's event, 
knowing that you guys were all going to be at VIP, I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> who the fuck? Is this? Like, I like, I don't like. I'm not. I, I told Rob That's earlier right. at my I bar. I'm that. like, I don't know fucking fitness people. Obviously, I'm not a fitness guy. <laughs> like, I was like, who the fuck are these people? And I realized you were Miss Olympia. I looked at your Instagram. I'm like, this girl's shredded. Like, what's going down? Like, I thought that you were still actively competing. My last show was 2015. She just looks like this for no reason. Just, that's what, like, that, that discipline, Dana, is so fucking And I think that's, that's what used to make me mad because it's like, you don't see, like, the hours that I'm in the gym. You don't, like... The a, diet. And I've been training for 17 years, six to seven days a week for the last 17 years. So it used to make me angry, but now you flip the switch, it's like, I would get mad if people didn't think I was on steroids. Be like, of course, because it means I know what I'm doing. Like, Mm -hmm. because obviously I know I'm not. So it means I actually, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, who gives a fuck what they think? So it doesn't really matter. So I'd probably get a little bummed out if you didn't think I was on steroids. So keep thinking I am, it's fine. I'm getting on steroids next week. Fucking right you are. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going TRT. Hell yeah. I like when people try to pretend TRT isn't steroids. Well, yeah. the thing is, I just it's like, the only cool reason I'm so vocal about it is because, like, it doesn't work for a female body. It really doesn't. Like, It's different. It's so different. If you're putting testosterone in a <laughs> testosterone body, yeah, it works. So unless the girl wants to be more manly and has start shaving and have male pattern baldness and like bad skin like yeah well, even, then do even, all the even drugs girls that just fuck with like anavar just it like, messes with your hormones you're, you do great yeah. on it and then when they come off it's like you're fucked it it, like, it you, you never write yeah. like, that's why girl's this girl's hormones. blow up yeah. after. You're, you're, rob's here your husband like you're very pretty like you thanks you're, like <laughs> No, like, I mean, it. like, I saw you at Keaton's house, you know, I think you might have had, like, a tan type of coat on, I think. Oh, yeah. And you, like, I'm like, this girl doesn't look like a fitness no. chick. Like, Beautiful. Like, yeah. And, like, that's something to be said about you and your competitiveness and the work that you put And that's in. why I'm very, very vocal about it, because even if I can change, like, one girl's, because fitness, that's what it is. It's, like, girls. They get sucked into the industry. Well, it's coaches, the coaches are the problem. Yeah, bad the coaches, coaches. So girls, and it, it's generally a, a lot of times it's got it's mostly guy coaches. Girl wants to compete. They go get a coach. The first thing they say is like, "Oh, you want to look like Dana Lynn Bailey? Well, you got to take this, 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 and this." So as long as they can at least hear it from me, it's like I am not taking that. Do if you I, do one-on-one coaching? Uh, no, a long time ago, back when I was teaching. Yeah. Would you still do no. any? Uh, Too much work, right? Yeah, I can't. Going. I'd rather help more people, so that's why I do my training app. Like that way, like talk a little bit about your training app and what you offer and what they get from it. So it's I give my exact training plus uh, I have like a because mine is obviously in a gym, so it's like just a basic gym, Um, and then I'll have like the home edition of that. So it's basically the same workout but dumbbell. Yeah, so if you have some dumbbells at home or maybe even a squat rack, it will be like a limited equipment based on Can this I get workout. On this? Oh yeah. There's the whole, there's the body weight edition, like I have body weight Can workouts. You uh, what's that? You can lift firewood. Yeah. I'll put Bailey down in a fucking circuit, no problem. Do what? I'll put you down in the circuit, dude. Put me down yeah, in dude, a circuit. We'll go, we'll go circuit real quick. It's not not heavyweight, but we'll go like cardio. See what we'll we do. What does put me down mean? I'll win. Oh, I don't 
I think I win hands down. Uh, we're not talking about that. You had too many fucking high noons. You're talking about Rob. You had too many high noons. You were nervous over the, like, the, the inhaler when you came here. You were getting nervous. I needed an inhaler. Bro, I got asthma. <laughs> well, let's just say I got you both. If you had to put money... <laughs> If we did a circuit, would he Dude, put me he's down? he's so competitive, and if he isn't going to win, he will cheat, and he'll, he's really good at cheating, too. Yeah, he told me he'll go over, under, or through the building. He I heard will, it. No I heard matter it what, Rob will win, just saying. No matter what. No she matter what. I win, too. She's the wear. <laughs> no matter however it happens. Yeah. Even Whether if it just it's turns legally to violence, or I'm illegal, gonna fucking win. he will win. I showed you the just AR inside. Saying. <laughs> my man had your friend to shoot me. <laughs> Goodness, I feel Jersey's. Like you'll still yeah, but win. you only got this is Jersey. What do you got? Fucking three bullets in that thing? Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so Well anyway, join I'm, my app. I got all the things. I'm gonna go into the app. You guys have created such an awesome like ecosystem of like winners and people doing things. And I'm gonna switch back to Rob going back to the podcast. Chips and caviar. You and Sangerman have... Mr. Singerman. Yeah. Like, you guys are fucking killing it. Like, talk yeah, about that. Uh, yeah, I've, I've wanted to work with him for a while, right? We worked together. We started the supplement line together. Um, we just reunited with the supplement line. Um, what's up? Joined forces. Joined forces. We actually, like, we started business together. We didn't really work that well. So Dana popped in and bought him out, which was fucking... How cool is that, right? Yeah. So cool. I was like, I want to own this shit. Yeah, so Dana Dana wired him whatever it was. $325,000. $325,000. Like, (laughs) whose wife has their own fucking money to wire somebody and buy out a company? Like, that was sick. It's gangster. So then we went a bunch of years. I've always respected Redcon. I helped him design the first labels. So we just, like, merged forces again. Um... And he just did 11 months in prison. And when he got out, he's like, I want to do something. Good. Let's, let's, like, start a podcast. So, All right. So we started Chips and Caviar. Um, he's a huge caviar guy. He has me as a caviar guy now. I fucking love caviar, which is where the small spoons come from. Um, is that where it happened? It's not where it happens, but that's when I started taking photos, right? Because when you eat caviar, you can't use a metal spoon because it, you know, gives a metallic taste to the caviar. So you have to use a little pearl spoon, Right. And I remember... And it's tiny. Yeah, so I've always liked little spoons. Like, I've liked little utensils because I'm a big, dumb fucking gorilla, and I eat really fast. Viking. Viking. Viking sounds better than gorilla, right? (laughs) So I'm a big, dumb Viking who eats really fast. And little utensils, I used to use them in the studio to stir my little cups of uh, espresso, right? And I was always like, oh, this is so weird. It makes me, like, slow down. So it was always this, like, reset for me. And when Aaron was about to go to prison... I was getting caviar, and I wanted something from, from that night to remember, right? So when I got this little spoon, I was like, I'm going to steal this little pearl spoon. So I took a photo of it because it was making me slow down to remember that moment. So now whenever you see me take photos, like I did tonight, right? Because I, life is so fast that it... Especially if I can, with the way you're living, man. Dude, I, yeah, yeah. If I, can, if I can find one thing to slow myself down for that one moment to be like just realize that you're fucking here like stop running so fast so that's why i take the little utensil photos right but um chips and caviar we we caviar all the time now because we're fancy 
So we wanted to start a podcast called Chips and Caviar just because we have like so many stories together. I mean, even back to the first story where we're the New York pro and we were both broke. Just like we barely got to the show. We got invited to a steakhouse and it was the first time I ever went to a steakhouse where like the steak's $55 and you still have to order a side. Like it's just right? a steak like on a plate. Like a $14 slide. A $14 yeah. spinach. Yeah. So like we and sat like down. three pieces of spinach. Like the the yeah. first time I really hung out with Aaron, I looked at him and I was like, bro, I can't afford dinner. And he's like, yeah. me neither. I hope the other guys pay for us. And they didn't, right? They didn't. And they we're didn't like, pay for oh, us. shit. Where were you? What? Where were you? Uh, we're, we're in New York City. I don't know. Going to a pro show. Some fancy restaurant. And I remember, like, we always think back to that because, like, like we're we driving fucking Ferraris across nothing. Italy, <laughs> touring the Vatican privately, and it's like, remember that one time we couldn't afford the fucking steaks, and we're like tapping each other, nervous, like, what do we do? And it's like now we're just here. So I think we have such like a similar cool story. Um, I mean, he was addicted to heroin, like he's been through the shit. So. Starting the podcast has just been like a one a really good excuse for us to hang out, right? Like forces you to be with your friends. Yeah, which has been my whole life. It's important. Like starting an apparel line so I can hang out with her more, so I can hang out with my brother, so I can get my family around me more. It's just another one of those things. Going back to the brand real quick, it's not just fitness apparel. Like you guys have some sick no, like yeah. flannels and noties yeah. and other things that like it's generally everything like we're interested yeah like in. what you like you're in montana like you know, that, if you don't that's have a, a flannel so when, when we moved to montana that's when it sort of exploded into like oh hiking bags and flannels and joggers because it's it's stuff that we want to wear that we're going to use so that's just what it happened to and, be and you guys have you know killed it i want to keep you all night you guys have a ton of other brands onward redcon you know I'm sure that you guys have other technology and software attached to everything that you're doing that is paying you equity. Yeah. Uh, you guys are going to do whatever you desire to do. I'm going to roll this to the end. I like to ask two questions. Uh, the first question is, if you can give any young guy or gal um, a words of wisdom, what would it be from both of you? <sighs> My words of wisdom... Um, I always try to teach females like the most important thing is to be confident within yourselves and like how you find that. Like I found it through the gym. Maybe you find it through the gym. Maybe you find it somewhere else. But confidence is where you're able to let, you know, when you actually believe in yourself, you're when you believe in yourself, you you can actually do whatever you want. I didn't have a family that told me that I didn't learn that until like I sort of met him. I think we both sort of had families, like, because... You both believed in each other. Yeah. And, like, I didn't have anyone that said, like, asked me, like, what do you actually want to do? Because you can do whatever you want to do. And I kind of learned that through him. And then once I, like, found that confidence with my, within myself, like, getting comfortable with myself was very, very important to me. So getting that comfort and confidence is what is going to make you able to, like, believe in yourself and take risks. Cause like, that's all a part of business is like yep. being able to take risks. If you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to take the risk. So, so confidence is like the most important thing. I agree with that. Rob? So mine is, is kind of the same thing, right? I think there's a creative solution to everything. So um, I think be delusional, right? Be delusional and realize that 
So I'm 40 years old. I'm, a, I'm about to say a crazy statement, right? Say it. I'm 40 years old. I'm 6'3", 278 pounds. And I could play in the NBA. Right now. Yeah, you believe that. Fucking tomorrow. You believe It's a that. crazy statement, right? And the fact of the matter is, can I actually play against LeBron James next year? No. But I can tell you what, I could work my ass off and sit courtside to where I'm on the fucking floor. I could start a podcast. I could start a blog. I could do something to put myself in a situation where technically I'm playing in, in the fucking NBA, right? And that's my whole, like, the front door might be locked. The back door might be locked. The windows might be locked. But there's fucking roof access, right? There's always a way to do something. So I think that, like, fucking dream, man. There's a creative way to get there. So, like, the NBA is, I think, one of the craziest things. Because, like, I obviously can't. But I'll tell you what, I could be courtside fucking having a podcast about the NBA where players are responding to me and I'm interviewing people and I'm essentially playing fucking there. It's just not the obvious way to do it. So I think that, like, whatever your dream is, shoot for that dream and you might end up two clicks off, but you're going to fucking be there. And keep dreaming. And fucking keep dreaming, man. Because I think that, like, you get beat down and maybe you don't end up on that court, but, like, maybe you'll end up courtside. Maybe you'll end up with a blog. Maybe you'll end up with a radio show. Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, if you truly love the NBA, fucking shoot that shot. Two years ago, I was just a regular guy doing financial services. You know, I was doing well. I was top of my class. But you didn't know me. Keaton didn't know me. None of these other guys in this coaching world didn't know me. And now you're sitting in my backyard because I dreamed that. Exactly. You know, know, like, you just got to go after what you're doing and you two are fucking going after everything you both desire and love. Second quick question is give some love to some people that you guys love on the internet. You know, give one or two businesses. Oh my gosh. Well, my businesses would definitely be DLB Daily. Don't love yourself. Yeah. <laughs> someone different. Love oh, somebody no, wait, else. What, are, yeah. what someone was else, the question? I just missed that question. So like, if you can give love to so like somebody oh, that Jesus, you look up question. to, you like. All right, so. I'm going to go first so go she ahead. understands the assignment. Oh, all I heard was give some love I'm to I'm going to give your- some love <laughs> to, to my boy Keaton. We've brought him up a few times. Limitless. And I'm wearing this fucking brand new AP vampire. I hope I fucking get one for my birthday. That he got me for my 40th birthday, <laughs> and he got engraved 40th on the side because he's a fucking lunatic. Yeah, he is. But, like, I think that's one thing. Like, great watch, right? Like, obviously, it's a fucking brand new AP. But I think the fact that I... What's that, that thing f- cost? What? What's that thing cost? That's a $50,000 watch. Yeah. But, like, the fact that... I mean, regardless of the price, right? I don't give a fuck if it's a G-Shock. But no, but it means something. The fact that, like, my friend has, is one, doing that well and sees me have an impact enough where he's like, I'm going to give you this watch. So I'm going to give a sh- shout-out to Keaton because, like, shit, man. Like, we've been through shit, right? Like, I've had really hard conversations with him, and, and, and he's a true friend. Um, who's, my, who's my second shout-out business-wise? Business-wise. I'll give a shout out to Matt Vincent since there we mentioned go. him, right? Matty Vincent. I think Matt Vincent from uh, Hate Brand Goods are not dead yet. Um, man, he is such a cool kid, right? And I, we talked about him earlier. He's unique. Very unique. Very unique. Um, I mean, I, I met him, I mean, like in his first, in his marriage, which then like him reinventing himself and realizing that like he's not tied to his life and that he can reinvent himself. And now like on his journey of, the crazy shit that he's doing. Like, he's just, he has a passion for life that's, like, really fucking cool. Yeah, makes um, you think about your life. 
Yeah, no, he does. He yeah, does. He like, I don't agree think. with everything the dude does. I don't but, agree like, with him either. But I watch him. <laughs> I'm like, damn, man. Like, he actually makes me real uncomfortable when it, like, we were in a sauna. <laughs> and I was like, this is a fucking uncomfortable conversation. But that's good though, man. It is, it's, it is. it's good to talk I'm to open people to like it. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm open to it. So I give a shout out to those two people. Business. I mean, I guess because he was a huge part of our lives and now even a bigger part of our life, Aaron Singerman. Would say Aaron Singerman, Redcom One. Again, like we sort of talked about him and massive business too. Massive business, and right now it's like so we had a we had a supplement company before, run everything, and we've had that for ten years. We've been we've been doing that for ten years, and two years ago we kind of rebranded, reinvented it, and like as we're he- sitting here talking about like all the different things. We're just, we just haven't been giving it the love where I, I saw the vision for it to go. Um, so he sort of like hopped back in and and now we're like just two friends. Like he's helping us out with that. I'm helping him out with Redcon to try to make it like the biggest company in the world. And it's it's cool to just be back working with friends, you know. It's amazing. And um, he's just like... It, like seeing him, like we went and watched, like we went and visited him when he was like in prison and just seeing his like mindset is very, like I, I, you know, like you can't even imagine. Has to be hardened. You get a lot of hate. Just his, yeah, but just his outlook on everything was incredible. Like you go there and he was just happy and like feeling like just so positive. There's no other choice. I mean, there are other choices. other choices. No, but I'm saying, but like, if you want to go win and you're still focused on the where thing you're is, going, most people don't have like they have don't see that positive. Like, I can't imagine what I would be like if I was like, you know, I have three sons that like, if I had kids at home, a wife at home, or husband at home, like, if I was like in jail, like, I can't even imagine what mindset I would be in. And it was very inspiring to see him one go through that and like come out on the other side and just just such a better person and it's really cool to also see your like to show that you can reinvent yourself like seeing him like knowing him like going through heroin addict then going through blackstone and that whole like there was a couple years where we weren't really friends during that era and then that we became friends again who, in your life you'll know, go through tough times if you know you well, feel he was a, he was a different person and i think it, it just shows that you can reinvent yourself and through really bad shit you can come out on the other side even better so i'm excited to be working with a very good friend of ours and just seeing what that relationship does and both businesses like just it's killing it yeah i mean way. i'm excited it's Big things are happening, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Second person. This is hard. This is the one that I don't know what else to say. Say Jake. Jake! Yes. Because he's crushing it over there. Land and ammo. Land and ammo. ammo. No, actually, Jake has been a... I mean, music for Rob is, like, such a passion. So, like, seeing... Like, I just don't think you would be doing everything you're doing now like musically like just talent wise without him like you always you have your own thing but i think you're doing so much more now and i'll tell a quick story about jake from my perspective (laughs) quiet little jake over there (laughs) jake's very quiet i think if we get him going he has great stories oh a lot of good stories 
Um, I went out to Keaton's event in Utah, and I've been to a lot of these events, and I actually think they, like, I, I think they're gay. Like, it's not my thing. Like, even my own event, like, I don't like to be at, like, these speaking events. Like They feel like the same thing. Yeah, over it feels like over, the yeah. same thing over and over again. <laughs> and he got on stage. You guys talked about, you know, Jake leaving his life in Massachusetts to go pursue his dreams in Montana. I was like, that's inspiring. Like, I mean that shit, Jake. And, uh... He's been songwriting every single day. Every single day. Like, who shows up to their passion every single day? I do. I do. Right? Well, uh, outside <laughs> of... Okay, I'm surrounded by crazy people. <laughs> I <laughs> but, do. Like, but, like, these people don't take days off, man. Yeah. Like, they, they believe in their thing, and they show up, and they work on their craft every single fucking day. And a lot of them like Jake quietly. Yeah. Quietly. In his little cabin in Montana. And when we go away, he watches my princess Kaya and takes her for walks. I see. I watch his Instagram. I see. And he loves, she loves him so much. Because that's her favorite thing is walks. This has been awesome. I appreciate you both so much. Your story is awesome. This is going to like, hopefully be a great hit on the internet. Hope it can be as big as chips and caviar. Hopefully. One day, my friend. Cheers. We got to take a couple pics. I got to take a quick pee. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank Love you. you both. Love you, man. So that's a wrap. If you enjoyed the podcast, you want to learn more about me and my network, check out the links below.